Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome everybody to Thoughtfulness Thursday on Girl Power Half Hour. And I'm Annette Bingham. Tasha Humphreys is not going to be with us today. She's at home cussing and fussing over textbooks as she's going through her doctorate program. And she has lots and lots of assignments due and a test coming up. And she just thought it would be best. And I agree with her because we're trying to get her through this program that she finishes up all this homework. Um, also, our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. We've stalled people. I don't know what's going on, but we need to start sharing that page some more. Remember, 200 likes, and we have a giveaway. So we're excited about that. Tasha and I want to give something away or some things away. So. Um, be sure to share our page, invite your friends to like the page, and then once they do, we get to, I think we only have like 20 more people, and then we'll be able to do a giveaway. So we're really excited about that. Um, One other real quick programming note before we get started, because I'm so excited about this show. Um, Tomorrow there will not be a show. Um, Scheduling differences came about, and we're not able to do the show Friday, but we will be back on Monday, and as always, our program, the list of what's going to be happening in the following week will be up on Sunday night, so keep a lookout for that, and we're really excited about the upcoming shows next week. All right, so I have Adrienne LaCava here. She is an author. She's got her new book coming out, I think, the end of the month. We'll double-check with that. And I am honored to know her because I really, her energy is just amazing. And she's smart, funny. I mean, I was in an artist way group with her. That's how I got to know her. And she's going to be a best-selling author. I fully, fully believe that, and that's coming up very shortly for her. So remember all the little people, Adrian. So <laughs> I want to welcome Adrian Lacava to the show. Hey, Adrian. Hey, Annette. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah, we were just talking before the show about how much we missed our, our Artist Way group. It's a very, very special group. Well, we're we're going to talk a little bit about Artist Way in a little bit, but I want to know about your book. The title of your book is No One Can Know? Correct. And it's about the Kennedy assassination. It's actually, is it after the Kennedy assassination things that transpire? Yeah, yeah. Okay, wonderful. And I really am excited because, like you, I love the 60s. And I love reading about the Kennedy years and, you know, the whole family dynamics and everything about it. I just really love it. What made you want to write this book? Well, originally the book was, um, and it, it is a thriller, although it's also being slotted as a historical novel. It's contemporary history, so that's a little bit, um, treated a little bit differently on the bookshelves and all that. But I 
started the book as kind of a coming-of-age story for a young girl that is, you know, kind of swept off her feet um, in a environment that's unfamiliar to her being a very wealthy family um, branch. And that then she gets mixed up with some spies. So the first draft of the book is, is pretty innocuous as far as the spy part and everything. But um, after I took it through some workshop steps, and um, I was at the time going through the novel track program at SMU with my manuscript in progress, and really just started that with an idea. And um, But anyway, that, that was... Um, it became clear to me that I wanted the the spy and intrigue part of it to be beefed up a little bit and and more more developed. So I went looking for I went to research spies circa 1964 and what was going on in the spy community. And of course, that circled me right back to JFK assassination right here in Dallas. Right. So. Um, I've always been a sort of person on the fringe, interested in the research and everything, and it was so daunting to look at the mountain of material, (laughs) mountains of material, and think that I could, you know, wade through that with enough, um, I mean, I'm writing fiction, so I can pretty much tell the story how I want to, but (laughs) it's important to me as a historical novelist to, you know, be as factual as I can in the factual elements or in the historical elements. And so, um, anyway, I had a little come-to-Jesus meeting with myself about if I probably wanted to go there or not um, because it seemed like such a great stepping-off point for a, um, you know, an operative to be um, kind of lying low in the country of Texas and, and so, anyway, I, I went down that, that, that path, and I've read so much and um, learned so much that I am now what I'm calling a Camelot junkie, um, because it's just, it's, it is still a compelling and riveting mystery that is, you know, very much affects this country that, you know, in, in, in very subtle ways, but still it's an important topic. And um, so I, I just kind of clung uh, to my fictional research, meaning I look for um, interesting little things that maybe aren't out there already in the mainstream conscious. Right. Conscious. Well, I just, you know, I find it fascinating. You know, the 50, isn't it 50 years coming up, the anniversary? Mm-hmm. So your book coming yes. out at just a perfect time. Yes, um, me and about 200 others. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Because I, I really like the spin of yours. You know, it's it's not the people. Necess- it's told from a different perspective than what we normally get in the novels about Kennedy. And, I mean, I remember where I was when I found out about the assassination, I was in school, you know, mm-hmm. and you, we got this voice over the, the intercom telling us that our president had been shot. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, everybody was in shock. I'm, it really did affect the whole country and still does. You know, like you said, the intrigue of it, the mystery of it. Mm-hmm. Because we don't really know what happened. Um, you know, it, it really is, a, it has affected everybody. Very so one, one of the things I, yes, most definitely. One of the things I wanted to ask you is, because we we know this is going to be a great book, no doubt about it, just from hearing what you told us about it. What inspired you? I know you, you love the Camelot, but where do you get inspiration from on just a, a daily basis to to sit down and, and have that motivation to write? I think right now I'm in the business of book selling and I'm not writing and I'm starved for it. <laughs> and, <laughs> um for me, it's any number of things that nature has everything to do with my connecting with whatever inside of me it is that um, has these words to to use and tell a story. I've, I've always wanted to tell stories. I studied journalism in college, but I never was a journalist. It was it just didn't interest me. Um so I took a different road there, but I'm I'm digressing from our topic. Um what inspires me to write uh is quiet. I don't usually have music on. Sometimes I put some retro stuff on it's sixties and some um some of the standards like Sinatra and, and um and that that is inspiring in a different way, but to um, I, I always have to kind of grease the machinery with the morning pages. You and I know what uh, morning pages are yes. about. <laughs> yes, yes, it's, it's it's something that once you get into the habit of doing it, it's like a, a tonic that you miss, you know, in your daily. Um, vitamin regimen or something. <laughs> right. So, well, let's tell everybody. Let's tell everybody what the let's tell everybody what the art uh, what the morning pages are. Within the Artist Way book by Julia Cameron, it's a twelve week, um, really a group that you I, I, you can go through it by yourself, but it's so much better to go through it with other people because of the energy and the feedback and the the support that you get. And in the artist's way, you do what's called morning pages, where the first thing you do when you get up, you grab a little journal, and you write at least three pages, even if you don't have anything to say. And it is a way of just clearing your mind, getting the the words to start flowing. And if you're a writer... That is an excellent, excellent thing to do, just to get some things out there. And you can go back and look at them later if you want to, or it can just be a way of just letting it all hang out and just ranting and raving and <laughs> cussing and cussing. And then you can just close it and put it away <laughs> and go about your day. Exactly. Set fire on it. Yeah, so the artist... Yeah, 
Um, it's just a regurgitation of stuff that's clogging, you know, that's getting in my way, and it's usually an attitude. And so very often I am just, you know, I'm, I'm literally just dumping all of that out through the ink on the paper. So it's it is a way of clearing of. So you said you always wanted. You said you always wanted to be a writer. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this has been a lifelong dream. Truly has. What? Was, um, that was a question. Why? Why did you? Um, why did you wait so long? Oh, that's a good <laughs> Can question. Can I ask that? <laughs> I want to know that because I waited a long time too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life gets in the way, you know. Um, I, I just, I always wanted to make stuff up when I was younger. I mean, like growing up. And um, a couple of uh, turning points in my life where were where I had people tell me that I had a voice in my writing, whatever it was a school exercise or a uh, you know just a story contest or something like that, mm-hmm. but I didn't really understand what they meant, and they couldn't very well explain it to to me so that I could grasp it so right. I just kind of I had to go through a process of and and you know just living life gives you so much material for storytelling. So I'm not sad that I didn't start this earlier. I'm, I'm actually quite excited to be entering the business at this time in, in its evolution as well as this you know chapter of my life because I, I do have a lot of stories to tell and a lot of experiences that give me you know, depth into a character's motivation that can... Um, uh, you know, translate well into uh, the uh, resonate with the reader and stuff. So, um, I read about a writer once who, you know, went to college and got her MFA, and she's going to be a novelist. And she realized once she got out of school that she didn't have any experience to write about. So she went and became a cop and solved oh, wow. mysteries. And <laughs> that's a fun way to do it. <laughs> I didn't go that route. I went public relations, you know, boring <laughs> corporations like banking and healthcare and you know, all of that. So I just kept wanting to make stuff up. You know. um, but mom's death, my mother died in 2000, and her losing her was, and, and of course, any loss like that is just, uh, it, it, it just changes your life entirely inside right. and out. And um, through the grieving process and just a whole new sort of self-awareness that came out of that and an awareness of of my mother that I really didn't kind of dwell on too much until she was absent. So... Anyway, life lessons from mother became something that I wanted to just write down, and um, and and through those months, those hard months of trying to just get through it and and live with the memories, that was when I decided that I you know I want to write. That's what I want to do. I want 
to write, and I want to write, I want to write stories. And so that's that's really kind of a big pivotal point for me was losing my mother, the, the woman who inspired me to love story, inspired me to love reading, and who believed in me and believed and and you know encouraged me to follow my dreams. Then there's some uh, reason without her actual voice here, I heard the messages and life's too short. You know, after a certain point, you see that real clearly, don't you? Oh, yes, most definitely. Um, Yeah, losing my mom was really a a turning point for me, too. And then, you know, just life itself was really difficult, you know, when when you don't have a chance to grieve because you're helping everybody else, Mm -hmm. which was my, you know, my incident. Um, Once. I was able to grieve, or actually I was forced to grieve because I broke down. So, you know, when you get to that point, you really don't, do start seeing things differently. And um, I, my mom was my biggest supporter, too. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, a big loss for me. But it's also something that really spurs you on. Mm-hmm. You realize that time, yeah, time is short, and we need to do the things that we love, and we need to do the things that we're good at. And um, I was talking to Tasha one day, um, and we were having a conversation, and I was bemoaning the fact that I wasn't doing things that I wanted to do, and and uh, I remembered I had a little notebook that my mom had kept, and I had written in high school. And Mm. she kept it, and I ran and got it, and Tasha and I were talking about, wouldn't this make a great little book? And and in the back of it, my mom had written a note in there. And it was the sweetest note. And Mm. that was when I decided, you know what? She believed in me, so I need to do it. I just mm-hmm. need to do it. And then getting into the Artist Way class, too. I, I know the Artist Way class was a big turning point for you, too, a big support. Yes. In 2005, I got into Jeannie Brush's class through a referral from a friend, and that's when I got the permission and the understanding inside to really pursue my dream. But I had to have my my own permission, you know, and I'm not talking about my husband supporting me, which he always, you know, he does, and, and my family supports me, but, you know, that that belief in myself came through that process in the artist way. It really did. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I think I would have probably gotten it and acquired it somewhere along the way, as it were, because I was going to night school at SMU and studying fiction. Um, Actually, at that point, I was studying several things, trying to figure out what I wanted to write. And I was afraid of writing novels because Mm -hmm. it's a big undertaking. And I love history, and I knew it would be a lot of research. But it's also what I love. And so coming face-to-face with that and, and just, you know, actually 
confronting myself. <laughs> it is important. Really made a difference. We really do have to give ourselves permission. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times nobody else is going to do it for us. And they don't know what's in our heart. They don't know what we're thinking, what direction we want to move. And we're the ones that have to do that. We have to do it for ourselves. And at an earlier time in my life, I don't think, you know, I mean, everything is, is just this wonderful confluence, this river of, of coincidence and and um, synergy and stuff. But the artist way, if I had invested in a class in that two years earlier, well, after Mother died, it, you know, yeah, it would have made a big difference. But I'm just, my point is you... you, you you have to be in that frame of mind to receive this new knowledge because it's it's kind of hard to uncover stuff that you've buried a long time, you know. That you oh, absolutely. Love to draw and we're scorned. And so you, all of a sudden you're examining that moment when you felt that scorn and it's uncomfortable. Well, I don't know if you, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if you were in the Artist Way class the night that um, I was actually called out by the group. Um, I know you were in the middle of doing things for your, you know, finishing rewrites and things like that, and you had missed a couple of classes, but I was in our Artist Way class, and they were trying to get me to say that I was a, a writer and an artist. And I would say, I'm a writer and an artist. <laughs> and yeah. I remember them calling me out. Yeah, I remember them calling me out. And, um, I was there. One of them, were... You were there? Mm-hmm. I remember, um, I believe it was Elizabeth Clark who said, I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. What are you? I mean, very firm, you know, and I had to say it until I meant it. Mm-hmm. And that was a big turning point for me. Absolutely. And I think I think we all get to that. That was giving myself permission to be those things. And I was more prolific with my painting and writing mm. during that period of time than I was at any other period of time. You know, mm-hmm. and I've continued, you know, writing and continued the painting and and the art. So that was a big, big, big turning point for me. Mm-hmm. This is not a this is not a commercial for Artist Way, but <laughs> <laughs> if you ever fun. get a chance, I know if you get a chance, uh, go to one. And if you don't yeah. like the group you're with, if you don't mesh with the energy, find another one because the the Information there is amazing, and it's laid out just perfectly. So let me let me ask you. Go ahead. Oh no, I would like for you to lead us. Oh, <laughs> I want to find out. You've got real. Well, I know from a, for a fact that you've got really good intuition. How does that help you with? not only your writing, but just your everyday life. How do you use your intuition, especially in your writing? But how does it carry over? 
I think letting go is a real hard thing for me. I'm kind of, I'm not a control freak, but I'm like. I am. (laughs) I'm like, I can do it better myself or, you know, I mean, I have these issues about letting go. And the biggest surprise to me in writing this novel was how much my characters knew when I let them take over. <laughs> and so... Interesting. I, and I think, I mean, the, the artist way, I also at that juncture in, in time was introduced to people with special psychic skills and uh-huh. to a uh, dear woman who is a... Um, um, she believes in angels, and she's a she's a doctor, and and uses angels to heal, and um, and is a professor of physics, quantum physics, actually. Wow! So learning why her belief in angels, which I've always thought hovered around me, was you know something not whimsical, and give myself permission to kind of treat it not whimsical, but actually educate myself as to these energies that she described that, you know, mm-hmm. that we're all bundled up with and stuff. So so having, I don't know, that, that time where, gosh, I'm just, you know, everything just feels so spiritually right and there's, uh, I know that, I know that this is my purpose in life. I knew it. I knew it was once I got around to accepting, you know, not only is this the the creative gift that I was born with, which I believe Mm -hmm. it is, and I think that we are born with a purpose to utilize our special creative gifts to um, improve our world and, you know, be happy. And we're happiest when we're using our creative gifts. We just are. So right. those kinds of things all came together, and and I believed in my intuition. Up until then, it was just kind of uh, something that I thought was, you know, I'd get sort of a dark cloud thing and made me feel like, you know, trouble was around the corner or, uh, you know, I'm very, very unpolished in my intuitive skills, but I know they exist. Oh, I, and I'll, I know disagree. I can I'll disagree. Yeah, I'll disagree with you on that, but. Go ahead. <laughs> I think your your intuitive skills are very very good. I mean, you you showed us that in our group um, that your intuition a lot is spot on, and really really that um, you use it in you use it in a way with other people to really um, build them up. You know what to say and when to say it. And that's your intuition. Um, very, very important, um, you know, skill or gift that we all have. We all have our intuition. We just need to learn to exercise it and use it. And I tell people that all the time. You know, just use it. Play with it. Have fun with it. And you'll get the hang of it. You'll learn the language that's being given to you and um, can't be any better than that to have, mm-hmm. you know, be able to rely on your intuition. Especially when you're well, creating. I, 
Yeah, you have to when yeah. you're creating. Um, you know, just know what you want to do and when you want to do it. And writing is one way to do it. But then in in my art, you know, I like to use my intuition, where color's supposed to go or what's supposed to go here or, you know, just mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I really, really do love intuition and encourage everybody to use it. We need to do a show on that. So, <laughs> good idea. Well, Adrian, I am just so pleased that you were on the show today. Thank and you for we are going to you know, keep us posted on when the book is published. All right. Um, this, the novel No One Can Know is going to be in the bookstores. Do you know when? It will be in October, yes. Okay. The, the paperback is probably going to be available at the end of this month, and then the uh, ebook follows after that. So, can I plug my okay. website? Yes. It's uh, Adrienne Lacava, A D R I E N N E L A C A V A dot com, and there'll uh, I you know update that every time I have an update. But that's where I'll I'll probably post the uh, launch date first, the release date. And we'll and have that information. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to have that information on our Facebook page, Girl Power Half Hour. And, Adrian, I just enjoyed talking with you again. We need to get together. And yes, I will, yes. Thank you so much. And, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And we will talk with everybody again on Monday for Mindfulness Monday. Have a great, great weekend. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Bye.